0: Hello, and welcome to Valley West Cinemas. I'm your host, Aaron, and this is the podcast where we take a group of related films and eliminate all but three. Today, I'm joined once again by Tara. Hello, Tara.
1: What's up, guys?
0: I have my list and my red pen ready because today we're discussing the animated films from DreamWorks. The films we're discussing today are Ants, The Prince of Egypt, The Road to El Dorado, The Shrek Series, Spirit, Sinbad, Shark Tale, The Madagascar Series, Over the Hedge, Bee Movie, The Kung Fu Panda Films. Monsters and Aliens, The How to Train Your Dragon series, Megamind, Puss in Boots, Rise of the Guardians, The Croods 1 and 2, Turbo, Mr. Peabody and Sherman, The Penguins of Madagascar, Home, Trolls 1 and 2, Boss Baby 1 and 2, Captain Underpants, Abominable, Chicken Run, Wallace and Gromit, and Flushed Away. Before we jump in, I do want to talk about the idea that animated films are just for kids because someone listening to this might wonder why two adults are discussing a whole bunch of animated films. And really the defense that immediately comes to mind is that animation is a medium. It's not a genre. It's like saying black and white films are only for old people. Animation is just a way to tell a story. In the United States in particular, a lot of people look at cartoons as just for kids, kind of like how comic books were just for kids or superheroes were just for kids.
1: And it doesn't have to be good kid stuff. It's just something to keep the kids entertained for a little bit.
0: And really, I think what it comes down to is people can't make the distinction between A kid's film versus kid appropriate. Every film clearly has a demographic it's trying to reach. Every film has an intended audience. And there are films that are made specifically for kids like Paw Patrol, the movie, or Barney's Great Adventure. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Thomas the Train Engine. But the thing is, for some reason, we seem to make some excuse that it's okay for these movies to be bad. And it's so strange. Like people say, oh, it's just a kid's movie, that's why it's awful, or it's okay that it's awful, it's just a kid's movie. That doesn't make any sense to me. And and the most obvious argument is just look at the golden age of Disney. Snow White, Pinocchio, and then Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, The Lion King, and then virtually all of the output of Pixar. There are a lot of really good animated films that are loved by adults and they're not loved ironically. It's not like, oh, I like this even though it's a cartoon. No, you just like it. And so I think it's important to remember that just because it's kid appropriate doesn't mean it's just a kid's movie. Which is why it's okay for grownups like us to talk about these, right? And and be critical. Like, I can criticize The Road to El Dorado. Kid appropriate doesn't mean that I should be okay with it being garbage. A good movie should be a good movie.
1: Because even a kid can watch a good movie or a bad movie and know they're good or bad.
0: That's actually a pretty good point, Tara. So I'll I'll go ahead and ask you, do you remember the first movie that you realized was a bad movie? When my dad took me to see Ninja Turtles 2, The The Secret Secret of of the Ooze. Yes, yes. I was embarrassed for him.
1: Why were you embarrassed by your dad taking you to the secret of the ooze? Well, it
0: wasn't that I was embarrassed that he took me. It's that I was embarrassed for him because I recognized that the film was childish and I felt bad that he had to watch it.
1: Did he enjoy it at all? Or was he mostly watching it to see because he thought you would like it?
0: No, 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 no. My dad definitely had no interest in seeing Ninja Turtles.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he did. I had to ask.
0: No, no, he really didn't. But that was about the first time where I really kind of recognized that different people like different movies. Mm Mm-hmm. I still have a soft spot for Ninja Turtles 2.
1: Okay, Go Ninja Go Ninja Go Go is awesome, but those two knockoffs they had instead of Bebop and Rocksteady, they can just, like, go away.
0: Not to get too deep into the weeds about Ninja Turtles (laughs) 2. Hey, (laughs) Secret of the
1: Ooze is still a cult classic, but again, as a kid realizing there's movies you like, characters you like, and sometimes the characters you like are in movies you don't like.
0: Turtles 2 was a huge success. It It was? Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously made less than the first one. Each one made significantly less. And that's why three killed the franchise for a number of years. The first Ninja Turtles movie was New Line Cinema's highest grossing film up until Rush Hour. And it was the highest grossing independent film of all time until The Blair Witch Project. Or arguably Star Wars episode one is technically yeah. well, it's it's technically an independent film because yeah. it was financed by George Lucas. But when you have a hundred and ten million dollar budget, it's not really an independent film. Like not really.
1: Let's get on to DreamWorks.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, this episode is about DreamWorks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. God, how how long have we been recording?
1: What Caffeine. my friend is very good at saying here is that just because a movie is a cartoon doesn't mean it has to be aimed at the lowest common denominator.
0: Yes, and there is an argument about certain films being made for certain audiences, like going with the Pixar example. Luca and A Good Dinosaur are their two movies that are definitely specifically aimed at younger kids. They are made very well. They have that Pixar touch. They're not just trash aimed at kids because kids are dumb and don't know any better.
1: We can keep talking about Paw Patrol, or we can actually get to DreamWorks, which I kind of would like to look over this list.
0: Oh, yeah. This is an episode about DreamWorks. Forgot about that.
1: No, we're going to do an episode about Paw Patrol <laughs> next, okay?
0: Look, it's, <laughs> it's important to talk about because kids' movies-
1: I like Sky su- the best. Sky is cute, and she wears pink, okay? Who's your favorite Paw Patrol dog?
0: Is that really a character on the show? Uh, Hufflepuff? <laughs> Not Hufflepuff. What's the Sugarfly? PewDiePie- What's the My what Little the- Pony? I'm trying to think of My Little Pony. Like, uh,
1: there's sh- a lot no, 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 There's a lot of Shutter- My Little Ponies.
0: Shutterfly, isn't that a My Little Shutterfly?
1: Pony? That's the the camera company, dude.
0: No, 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 no. That's Shutterstock. <laughs> Shutter, isn't Shutterfly My Little Pony? Okay, okay. <laughs> I have nieces. I have three nieces. You're
1: thinking of Fluttershy.
0: Is it Fluttershy? Yeah. What are we even talking about?
1: <laughs> we were talking about the Paw Patrol movie. Now we're doing DreamWorks.
0: All right, DreamWorks animated films. I think the best place to start is probably with the first one. So the very first DreamWorks animated film was the computer animated movie Ants, with a Z on the end.
1: For the 90s, everything had really cool lightning, neon, or Z on the end of stuff.
0: Ants actually came out only a month before Bugs Life, and it was, I believe, just the second computer animated film released to theaters after Toy Story, because Toy Story was... Uh, Ninety-five And Ants was 98? I think it was 98.
1: Oh, yeah, 97, 98 around there.
0: Yeah, and there was a gap because nobody expected Toy Story to do so well. It was an experiment and it was wildly successful. But because it was such a surprise, there weren't a whole bunch of other animated films in the works. And these things take years to do. And so the next one to come out was Ants with Woody Allen.
1: Yay!
0: Okay, so... I don't want to get that little E for explicit (laughs) next to our podcast, so let's not get into the details about Woody Allen. But let's just say, (laughs) um, how do I say this uh, pleasantly? So Woody Allen has accusations. Potentially the least bad (laughs) is that he married his daughter.
1: His adopted daughter, I'm going to say that, that he actually raised from a small child, so pretty much his daughter.
0: If we can manage to separate the man from the art, Ants is amusing...
1: Ants had an interesting story, but...
0: There's a huge visual difference in the films as well between Ants and A Bug's Life, because Ants possibly wasn't even really finished when it came out. They knew that Bugs Life was coming out in November of that year, and they moved Ants up to October to come out a month before. And Ants has this weird sort of haze over it. And I know it was, it was early, early, early in the CG film Lifetime, but it looks strange.
1: Yeah, Ants... It's a product of its time in terms of design.
0: Ants is also one of the first movies to put celebrities in virtually every single role. And it's something that DreamWorks, for some reason, they're really bad at it. Because if you watch a Pixar movie, Pixar does a really great job of picking people that seem perfect for the role. When you watch Incredibles, I don't think of Holly Hunter and Coach. Versus DreamWorks, they just started plugging in everyone. You have Brad Pitt and Catherine Zeta-Jones. They're not casting for the role. They're casting for the name. And that's a problem DreamWorks has always had. Like one of the ones we'll get to later, Kung Fu Panda, Poe's little group of sidekicks are Jackie Chan and Angelina Jolie and Seth Rogen. It doesn't matter that the tiger lady is Angelina Jolie. The role doesn't matter. Her voice in it doesn't matter. There's no reason to not cast an actual voice actor. And Brad Pitt is a great actor. He's one of my favorites. I love Brad Pitt. But he is in two of these movies on this list, and he is awful in both of them.
1: (laughs) He is Brad Pitt in both of them, pretty much. My general feeling with Ants is that they released it too soon to cut off a bug's life. Ants is not a good movie. I'm getting rid of Ants.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, duh. I mean, I think that's a given. I think. Oh man. I think for the next one, I'm gonna go ahead and kill a darling because I want to save us from the suspense and say I don't like the Shrek series.
1: Now, was Shrek? Did that come out? Bef- that came out after Prince of Egypt, but did it? Was it like the third movie DreamWorks did?
0: Third or fourth is around there. It was pretty early on. And one thing, too, people may not realize is that when Shrek 2 came out, it was the third or fourth biggest movie of all time.
1: Ants, The Prince of Egypt, um, The Road to El Dorado, those movies weren't really powerhouses. And DreamWorks didn't really have, in my opinion, anything huge that could actually knock Disney off its pedestal until Shrek came out. Because Shrek took every Disney princess movie and flipped it on its side. Shrek came out at a perfect time when it was kind of like the time capsule of that year.
0: I think a negative way to say what you just said, though, is it's very dated.
1: It is dated, and it's part of the reason that a lot of the DreamWorks movies in general are dated. But by the same token, there's no reason in Moana for Maui to make a Twitter joke.
0: Oh, man, I barely even remember part four. But when I saw part three, I went with my wife at the time, and halfway through the movie, we just sort of looked at each other and said, why are we here? (laughs) Three is, I think three and four are borderline unwatchable.
1: Yeah, three and four were just made because they still wanted money off it. They could still make stuff, but the story makes no sense. There's no need for a three or four.
0: Shrek 2, let me bring it back because we both agree three and four, who cares, right? Yeah,
1: three and four. Okay. Yeah.
0: And Puss in Boots?
1: It's a stupid movie in general. I do not understand the ending.
0: I love the intensity of, it's a stupid movie. <laughs> yeah. I, dude, Puss in Boots has one good part. There's one part where the egg character makes a reference to Jell and saying, it ain't over easy. That's that's, <laughs> that's funny. I will say Shrek 2 is better made visually as far as the animation. It's a much prettier film. It, it is arguably funnier. I do like the gigantic gingerbread man. I like the part when people are running in panic from a Starbucks across the street into another Starbucks. <laughs>
1: Again, it's kind of dated by its time, but But Shrek 2 definitely holds up.
0: There are still Starbuck's everywhere, but I don't care about the movie. I don't like it. And then, and this might be getting too far into the weeds for an animated fantasy film, but I have to wonder if the ending of Shrek 1 would not have been more powerful if Fiona had stayed a human, because there's the whole thing about True Love's kiss and, and who she really is. Yeah. And so when Shrek and Fiona kiss, she turns into an ogre which to me is almost like an excuse that makes their relationship okay. Oh, it's okay they're together because now she's an ogre too. What if she stayed human and they stayed together? To me, that's way more interesting and is actually a much more valuable lesson to kids.
1: That would have been a really cool ending. I'm not going to say the original ending was bad. I do like that idea. I did enjoy Shrek 2 (laughs) just because we did see a Prince Charming who was not the stereotypical prince charming a disney version
0: yeah prince charming okay rupert everett is is the is the scene stealer of shrek 2 definitely. every time
1: he shows up and his mom shows up you're like okay prince charming's a total you know he's right, just right, a right, jerk right.
0: so the asterisk i'm going to give for the shrek series is that part 2 is better made it's funnier but i'm not keeping shrek 2 so i don't care okay, well, i was just trying to be nice and, <laughs> and pay it, i was trying to be nice and pay it some compliments <laughs>
1: I'm really curious as to which ones you're going to keep, because I'm wondering about the rest. Me, I'm going to get rid of Shrek 3 and Shrek 4. I'm holding on to 1 and 2 for now, because number one, that movie did blow a lot of people's expectations.
0: There were not a whole lot of CG animated films yet when Shrek came out. And this was an era where all of them were successful. Every single one that came out, because it was only about one a year. Mm -hmm. It's not like now where even the live action movies are actually just big cartoons. I mean, Avengers and Star Wars are it's like... people in green
1: screen rooms, yeah, not the, people actually on set.
0: Yeah, it's 70% cartoon anyway. But back then, every single one of those was an event. Every single one. So they were all successful, some more than others. but And Shrek in particular was huge.
1: I do like Shrek 1. I do like Shrek 2. I'm keeping them both for now. But Shrek 3, 4, and Puss in Boots can just disappear. They don't even need to be on the list.
0: You already mentioned some of these on this list are probably pretty bad and so let's knock a couple off i'll name out a few and we'll just see where we both stand turbo
1: i'm not gonna lie when i first heard about turbo i was super excited because i just heard the name and i thought dude i don't know if he's enough to carry it by himself but i am down for a king candy prequel wreck it ralph style i am down to see this okay so
0: you were thinking that it was going turbo like in wreck it ralph yes I was. you weren't thinking it was a snail All right, so next, Mr. Peabody and Sherman.
1: This is what they pulled from the Rocky and Bullwinkle show to do a whole movie on. To make a full cartoon, Peabody and Sherman could have worked.
0: I loved the Rocky and Bullwinkle show. I love that cartoon. It's a a funny show. I don't have a problem with the movie. It's just fine. That's it. It's fine. All right, so next I'm going to say Home.
1: Oh, that was the little purple alien movie.
0: Yeah, and it's actually pretty funny. And I think that was uh, Rihanna.
1: Rihanna, yeah. Rihanna,
0: Rihanna, Rihanna,
1: Rihanna. Yeah, she did the voice for R- it with the little girl. Is it girl. Rihanna
0: or is it Rihanna? Who cares? I think she and her parents probably care.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> I mean, I've heard it both ways.
0: Uh, well, Rihanna is in it. Home is home is actually pretty okay. I'm not gonna hate cross off home the way I would do that for say like Shrek Four. It's fine. It's it's perfectly fine. Penguins of Madagascar.
1: To me, the penguins were the only watchable part of the Madagascar series, but they Ooh. couldn't really carry much of the movie. They can't carry their own movie.
0: The penguins are kind of like Mater in the car series and kind of like Scrat, the little squirrely rat thingy in the Ice Age movies, where those moments are arguably the best parts of those films.
1: They're good by themselves, but They're... you can't carry a 90 minute film with it.
0: Right. In Cars 2, they tried to make the movie about Mater and it wasn't that successful. And then in Penguins of Madagascar, you're taking the Penguins characters that are great in small doses and trying to give them a whole film. It doesn't really work. Like
1: That's a lot of work for them to do.
0: Those concentrated little bits of comedy in the Madagascar films are great, but taken to a whole film? No. It's, it's a lot. What about Madagascar 1, 2, and 3? The movies are okay. Part 1, I think, is the better one. Part 3 has that hilarious part with the circus. I don't want to keep any of the three, though.
1: I didn't really like any of them. I remember only one part in number two that I actually kind of enjoyed.
0: I am crossing off the three Madagascar proper films. Shark Tale, which is the weird underwater mafia yeah, movie. Yeah, that
1: came out about the same time as Finding Nemo, I think. It was like a year or two later.
0: I don't recall because I, uh, how do I say this politely?
1: <laughs> you um, did not, you were not uh, interested in the movie.
0: No, 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 no. Um, I hate Shark Tale. I think Shark Tale is a terrible film. Genuinely bad film.
1: I think it's a movie where, again, they relied solely on, hey, it's Will Smith and Angelina Jolie and... And Martin Scorsese. Yeah, there's these big people voicing it. But when you watch the movie, the story makes no sense.
0: I don't care. I'm just (laughs) going to say, it's based
1: on the idea that one little lie builds up enough and all of a sudden the shark mafia is after you, but no one cares. Wait, wait, but there's a
0: moral about the shark mafia? I don't care.
1: DreamWorks was trying to play catch up with some stuff. Shrek was amazing, but you can't repeat Shrek every few years successfully. Not that they didn't try. Like ants, I'm kind of curious if anyone picked out Shark Tale or ants as their one of the three they would save, because I want to know your reasoning for it.
0: Shark Tale never comes up. Over the Hedge never comes up. Does anybody love Over the Hedge?
1: Over the Hedge just kind of came and went. And again, the, the big thing was Bruce Willis is a voice.
0: Nobody remembers Over the Hedge because it's not worth remembering. <laughs> it
1: was boring.
0: Yeah. Okay, so next. Spirit, s- stallion of the Samarans? Samaran, I think it was. S- s- now, Cinnamon. No,
1: the horse doesn't talk.
0: Well, you hear his thoughts, right? You hear
1: his thoughts. It's kind of weird.
0: Did you know that there's a CG animated movie of the Walking with Dinosaurs series? The dinosaurs talk in it, which is fine, whatever, mm-hmm. but their mouths don't move. It's almost like they're all telepathic. It's very strange.
1: Okay, <laughs> That is weird.
0: It's a very strange cinematic experience. I love the pseudo-documentary Walking the Dinosaurs series. It's, it's really entertaining to watch a nature documentary about dinosaurs as if there's a camera crew filming. Yeah, that the, sounds kind of cool. The mother Tyrannosaurus protects her young. You know, that, that whole thing. <laughs> Like it's like planet Earth, both dinosaurs, you know, so it's not real, but it's treated like it's a real nature documentary, but it's cool.
1: Dinosaurs maybe had telepathy. We don't know. No, no,
0: no. no. Okay. So the series (laughs) doesn't do that. But when they made walking with dinosaurs, the movie, why are they talking at all?
1: What do we have next?
0: B movie. The movie's awful. I I I saw it actually at a test screening, like nine months, a year before Mm -hmm. it came out. And so like two thirds of the movie was just animatics, which is uh, basically like storyboards. But all of the voice acting was there. All the sound effects were there. Just the animation wasn't there yet. And I had zero desire to watch <laughs> the finished film.
1: And this is a movie about a bee that gets the hots for a human lady and then decides to sue the human race. And this is legitimately the plot to the bee movie.
0: <laughs> right, right. So yeah, so no, we're not keeping that.
1: Did it do good at all? I'm-
0: it did fine. It did Okay. I don't know why I remember this, but I'm pretty sure B-movie came out the same weekend as American Gangster, the Russell (laughs) Crowe, Denzel Washington movie.
1: If you had a chance to take your kids to one of them, you probably were better off with the Gangster movie. Why do I
0: remember that? Why do I remember that those two movies came out the same weekend? Why do I remember stupid stuff like that?
1: What do we have next?
0: Monsters and Aliens. <laughs> like, the, the long pause, the I long think, pause. says it all. Yeah, the okay, was Where
1: I'm like, okay, monsters and aliens, interesting story, kind of cute, kind of a '50s feel with some of the stuff.
0: Some of the 1950s feel is pretty neat. I do like the humor with the blob character, where he's pretty much indestructible.
1: Yeah, it's not as bad as Shark Tale. It's not ants, but it's just kind of there.
0: The next two, I'll just pair together. Captain Underpants and Abominable.
1: I could have sworn Abominable wasn't DreamWorks. I thought it was a Netflix one.
0: Nope, it's DreamWorks. It went to to theaters. Yeah. It did? It did. I saw it in theaters. Yeah.
1: And that was the one with the white fuzzy Yeti and the little girl with the violin?
0: The magic sort of Yeti-ish thingy that can like float and wants to go home. Yeah, I don't need Abominable. All right, so the next two I'm also going to pair together. Sinbad and Road to El Dorado are bad. I I know people love Road to El Dorado. It's had a weird sort of like hot topic-y kind of comeback. It's very strange. People somehow really like it. It wasn't the greatest success when it came out, but for some reason, Road to El Dorado is actually one of the more known titles.
1: Road to El Dorado does have a lot of fun stuff in it. Very energized movie. But... But I'm not defending it. I'm saying that compared to some of these other movies, there is characterization among the designs. It is a visually decent movie.
0: I know it's not fair to look at 20-year-old movies with Mm present-day eyes, but... The way they portray tribal people in Road to El Dorado. Like the female lead is hyper-sexualized. She's completely sexualized in a way that was...
1: Kind of shocking?
0: Now it is. If you watch it now, it's like, oh. But back then, it was completely acceptable, which, you know, that's more of a statement about the world back then. Mm -hmm. But watching with present-day eyes, I can't help but kind of think like, ooh, I don't know if this was a good idea.
1: Yeah. Not really appropriate for the source. I gotta say, the soundtrack, though, that was... Pretty freaking awesome by Elton John.
0: Elton John and Tim Rice, right?
1: The only weird thing about the Rotel Dorado soundtrack was (laughs) Randy Newman and Elton John singing the song It's Tough to Be a God, which is the only song in the movie where it's the characters actually singing it. It's very strange to watch them do it.
0: For the next bunch of films, I'm going to group three pairs together. The two Croods, the two Trolls, and the two Boss Babies. Do you have any opinions about any of these?
1: We can toss all of those. Ooh, okay. Trolls, I didn't enjoy either one of those. And the Boss Baby?
0: The first Boss Baby is amusing enough. The second one is barely watchable. I know people like the Crudes movies.
1: They're colorful.
0: Yeah, they're colorful. Uh, I don't really have anything much bad to say about the Crudes. If you need something to watch, watch the two Crudes movies. Um, I don't want to keep either one. I don't want to keep Trolls 2, so it was called Trolls World Tour. But I am not getting rid of the first Trolls yet. I actually have a weird soft spot for that movie. I'm keeping it for now at least. Okay,
1: for now. For now. Why for now?
0: Because it is a very amusing film. I kind of just have a little bit of a grin the whole time. It is constantly amusing. The plotting is obvious, sure, and the use of modern songs instead of original songs, fine, whatever. It has a little bit of a karaoke kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. The little goblin girl character is super cute. Oh, Bridget! Like, yeah, her little her little sort of love story is now, see, super the, cute. The
1: frightening thing was when they said they were going to make a Trolls 2, My first thought was they're going to make it be about Bridget, but no, they didn't amazingly enough, and said they just made a whole bunch of more Trolls characters.
0: Yeah, there's something to say about just enjoying a film. I think it completely succeeds at what it was intending to do.
1: As a movie, it's bright, it's colorful, and the music actually is kind of good being more of a karaoke style as opposed to just original songs because, hey, the soundtrack's pretty good. So I notice we have three here that aren't done in 2D or CGI. These are the Like the claymation ones?
0: Well, fun fact, actually Flushed Away is a CG animated film. They created software with Aardman to actually take frames out of it to make it look like it was claymation when in fact it's CG animated.
1: Even claymation movies usually have some kind of special effects with them. They're not strictly one or the other.
0: Yeah. And the software they used actually adds fingerprints and stuff to it. So so they were really emulating that stop motion feel without it actually being stop motion. The other two, along with Flushed Away, then, are Chicken Run and Wallace and Gromit in The Curse of the Were-Rabbit.
1: I was going to say, isn't that title usually longer?
0: <laughs> I like when Wallace says, more alluring. Um, I'm just going to say it point blank. Chicken Run is one of my three. Chicken Run is hilarious.
1: It is great. It was a great movie. I can't remember exactly when it came out.
0: 99, maybe? 2000? I think it's 2000.
1: It was kind of a big deal because, hey, again, these movies weren't super common at the time. It was a big deal when one came out. Story's great. Story's funny. The characters are pretty funny. The old rooster I thought was kind of weird, but, you know, that's just the character.
0: British. You just don't understand.
1: Yeah, I, I don't get British humor. I'm sorry. I don't want to be a pie. I don't like gravy. <laughs>
0: But I love Chicken Run. I think it's hilarious. I can ignore that Mel Gibson is in it. Because again, separate the man from the art as best as we can.
1: And it doesn't sound like Mel Gibson either. I don't think they actually advertised Chicken Run as starring Mel Gibson. This is the Braveheart guy. Look, he's a chicken now.
0: Yeah, it it wasn't sold on the voices.
1: It was sold on, hey, these are chickens trying to escape being made into pie.
0: There is something to be said too about the appreciation of it being stop motion or claymation. I think when you watch a film like that, you can't help but recognize the work that went into it. It's not just of work. Yeah, it's not just another cartoon. And granted, people put a lot of creativity and effort into CGI and cartoons for sure. So I'm, I'm not trying to downplay that at all. But it's so commonplace that when you see a claymation film, it's kind of refreshing because claymation and stop motion is just not common. It's not commonly done. Wallace and Gromit, the shorts, won, I think, three Oscars.
1: Mm-hmm. They're great, but... They're,
0: well, I don't want to say they're great, but... Okay. Is, we have to get nitpicky, and that's okay. a word I've used in another episode. Yeah. If we can only keep three, we have to get nitpicky.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wallace and Gromit... Starlings. Yeah, Wallace and Gromit succeeds completely as short films. And the movie is good. The movie is actually very, very good. I'm not going to keep it, though.
1: No, I can't keep The Curse of the Were-Rabbit either.
0: Especially if you look at it side by side with Chicken Run. Chicken Run is, is the superior film completely. Yeah. Flushed Away is amusing. Oh, uh, the rats? Yeah. Uh, Hugh
1: Grant's one of them?
0: No, it's uh, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> it's Wolverine. Man, yeah, and Kate, and Kate Winslet. Flushed Away is a good movie. I do like Flushed Away. That's it. There's nothing else to really say about it. Yeah. But I do want to reemphasize, though, Walsh and Gromit are great characters. If you haven't seen the shorts, seek them out. The movie is very, very good. It's just we're getting down to the last few, and Walsh and Gromit, the movie, is just not going to be one of the three. But that being said, though, <laughs> I think I might get in trouble if <laughs> if I keep Trolls 1, but not Walls and Gromit. I think that's blasphemous.
1: Yeah, but they're two totally different kinds of movies, man. Yeah.
0: I know, but that just might say something more about whether or not I keep Trolls in the end. The next two I'm going to bring up are Megamind and Rise of the Guardians. And these two also have a surprisingly large fan base presently.
1: I know Megamind a lot. Rise of the Guardians I've only seen in relation to Frozen. Because people seem to like to pair off Jack Frost and Elsa. I haven't seen anyone at all talk about Rise of the Guardians as to how great anything is beyond the character Jack.
0: I will say that Rise of the Guardians, for me, was really
1: not good. The concept was interesting, but the fact that there's been multiple Santas and the Tooth Fairy is this giant hummingbird woman. The designs are pretty interesting on the characters, but the story is not very good. The plot doesn't make much sense. And... It's just not a very good movie. It's interesting people, to look at. Yeah. But people like it, though. I, mean, I think part of it's also that the bad guy is really stylish. And a lot of people do like the bad guy.
0: So this goes back to Hot Topic again. So this is the, the Hot Topic mentality that people like the style and look.
1: Well, seeing as the bad guy is like dressed in black leather most of the time and has like horses that look like they come from hell. Yeah, it's probably part of it.
0: Okay. Megamind?
1: Megamind was spoiled by the trailer. Let's get that out of the way right off.
0: Well, just the concept alone, like, it's obvious. You know where it's going to go. That's fine. I will say it works pretty well as a comedy. It's a pretty funny movie.
1: Okay, it never takes itself, like, serious. It's not trying to be, like, you know, the Justice League or something like that.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. That's, a, <laughs> okay. that's, okay. A, that's another episode. Okay. okay. It's,
1: it's not trying to be super serious and... Well, it's a comedy. Like, yeah. it is,
0: out of all of these, that's the one film on this entire list that I would say is point-blank a comedy. I know Shrek is pretty much just the jokes. Without the jokes, there are no Shrek movies. Yeah. But Megamind is purely a comedy, in my opinion. But with what we have left, I can't really keep Megamind either.
1: Me, I'm actually going to keep Megamind, even though, yeah, I see the look on your face. You knew this was coming. The biggest problem with Megamind, I suspect, is that it spoiled a lot of the stuff in the trailer. I mean, the the big twist in the movie that everyone's seen by now, I'm sure we don't have to talk about spoilers. Spoilers are fine, who cares? Okay. That Metro Man actually faked his own death because he was bored of being a superhero okay easy but that was in the trailer for the movie and I mean it's
0: not like free Willy where free Willy escaping is the poster
1: I'm keeping megamind
0: so wait wait so hang so, on so you were but, just you, you just spent the last like 18 minutes complaining about megamind uh how
1: was I complaining about megamind
0: the trailer
1: it's in the trailer blah, blah, no, blah. I at least
0: is- I at least said it's funny so no, if, if give you're me te- sick why I- are you keeping it then
1: I'm keeping it because I think it was executive <laughs> meddling that spoiled it. A lot of no, people. But Who cares about the trailer? What
0: about the still, movie?
1: I like the movie and Megamind. I've never seen like any kind of merchandise for Megamind or for Rise of the Guardians, but there's tons of fan art of both.
0: Well, I don't think Megamind has sort of stayed in the public consciousness as far as merchandising. Like you don't see it, you know, like T-shirts. Yeah, but it's brought up more in regards to like respect.
1: Megamind is a comedy. It's not trying to be anything else, but it also has. A lot of little social digs like the, um, the cameraman in the movie who gets the superpowers. He doesn't become a good person because he becomes a superhero. He has the costume. He's got the powers. He's a horrible individual. And that is not something you would have seen in most movies. We got to remember that this movie came out years before Disney did their whole twist series with Frozen, with Zootopia, with all of these movies where the villain is the big twist in it. Oh no, who's the real bad guy? We thought he was a good guy, but he's not. It's got some great one-liners. The characters are awesome. The character design is fun. When the people were making the movie, they were having fun with it. I just think it has a good message with it, too.
0: Okay, good. I'm... I'm I'm glad we got to that finally, because <laughs> the first time I asked why you like it, you're like, the
1: trailer! <laughs> like you that. were the one who told me way early on that you didn't like Megamind because of the trailer. I may have said that 15
0: years ago. I don't I don't like <laughs> Megamind because of Will Ferrell. Anyway.
1: You said you could separate the man from the art. Well,
0: so I didn't bring it up this time, did okay. I? I'm going to cut that. Anyway. Okay. Um, okay,
1: what do we got next? We only have a few left.
0: Currently, I still have on my list the Prince of Egypt, the Kung Fu Panda films, the How to Train Your Dragon films, Trolls and Chicken Run. Tara, is there any possibility of keeping the sequels to Kung Fu Panda or How to Train Your Dragon? Parts two or three of either series.
1: No. Okay, good. Cross them off. (laughs) I mean, I was going to say no. (laughs)
0: Okay, so I will say though that both of those series are completely reliable. The How to Train Your Dragon films carry the story very well. The Kung Fu Panda movies continue to be funny. I don't really have much of a complaint about parts two or three of either of them. Other than they weren't first.
1: You know, you can't make your three all Kung Fu Panda or all... Well, Han- you can. You, could, I'm, you can. I'm saying you can, not but that means you have to justify or say that Kung Fu Panda 3, which was about what, The Hidden Village, and that would be worth it over Chicken Run.
0: Right, right. Yeah. No, no, I'm not going to pick all this. That leaves part one of both of those series and Prince of Egypt. Among those three, what would be the first one that you would cut, assuming those aren't your three? what would you cut cuz i know you've already you've already yeah. saved like shrek 1 and 2 yeah, and Mega megamind
1: i have shrek 1 and 2 on hold megamind's one of my definites
0: oh uh, no the i'm budget. so i'm so disappointed i'm so yeah, this, this is, no don't keep is. megamind okay so add right. those
1: 3 we got the prince of egypt kung fu panda or how to train your dragon if i had those 3 and those are my last ones to pick i watched all the movies for how to train your dragon and number 1 the only thing they share with the books is the name but i just cannot like hiccup I don't know if it's the voice, the character in general just rubbed me the wrong way from the start because a lot of these movies, almost every movie we have to have like the underdog character that works. If the setting works with how to train your dragon, the Vikings aren't killing the dragons because they don't like them. They're going after the dragons because the dragons are literally ransacking and burning their house down. (sighs) We know why we do find out eventually why. Parts two and three weren't bad. I mean, all three of them together make a very coherent, very yeah, cohesive story. But Two and three are good. You kind of see where they're going after two. Okay. You, so I'm going to cut How to Train Your Dragon because the characters, I just don't like any of the humans.
0: Okay. But Toothless is super cute, right?
1: Toothless is adorable. That's why Toothless, much like Baby Yoda, has survived everything.
0: Baby Yoda.
1: <laughs>
0: What's that from? Is that from Star Wars Episode two of this podcast?
1: Okay, but why do you want to keep the How to Train Your Dragon?
0: I'm not. I'm not keeping... No, no, no. Other than the dad being heavy-handed, I don't have really any complaint about How to Train Your Dragon. I think it is an excellent film. It is a far cry better than a lot of animated films that come out in the States. It's excellent. It's very, very good. But in the scale of going, you know, numbers one, two, three, four, five, this one might be a solid four, but it's not the top three. So with eliminating How to Train Your Dragon, I only have four left. And we already mentioned Prince of Egypt and then Kung Fu Panda 1, Trolls 1, and Chicken Run.
1: Oh, well, Let's see. I've got Prince of Egypt, Kung Fu Panda, uh, Shreks 1 and 2. And, and then Megamind. Megamind. That's my save. So.
0: so that's five.
1: Yeah. So I got to knock off two of them right off the bat.
0: Given how good How to Train Your Dragon is, I can't really... Oh, man. See, I'm stumbling. I can't really defend Prince of Egypt or Trolls over How to Train Your Dragon. This goes back to the issue of weighing favorite versus most important versus best, I don't think any of these movies are important. <laughs>
1: like, no, I would say Prince of Egypt was kind of big for its time, because as far as I remember, it was the first major motion picture animated religious movie.
0: Uh, maybe.
1: It had a huge soundtrack where it had Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey, you know, the icons of the 90s, singing the song mm. When You Believe, which I think was played at every single high right. school like rally ever throughout the right. 90s.
0: With looking at these four together, though, and then also keeping in mind How to Train Your Dragon being eliminated, Prince of Egypt, it's hard to say that that's a...
1: More important one.
0: A more important film, but I would say it's better. Like, I do love How to Train Your Dragon. I think Prince of Egypt is a better film, and maybe that's just part of me sort of wishing for the days of 2D animation.
1: Oh yeah, the, the animation in Prince of Egypt is amazing. Mm. the The soundtrack is great.
0: We'll get into this with other episodes, but so many of the '90s animated films have that one sidekick song that's terrible. Oh god, and or Prin- just the
1: sidekicks in general that are terrible.
0: Prince of Egypt has that one song with Steve Martin and Martin Short, who I normally love, where they're singing about doing their false magic.
1: Oh, that's the the, the Egyptian priests, and they're singing about like you know how they've got like more power on their side than Moses does with his God, something like that.
0: Something like that. But aside from that one song, it has a very good soundtrack. But for me, yeah, you know what? I can't keep Trolls. Trolls. Trolls is consistently amusing. Most movies have sort of ups and downs. It has a few scenes that you may or may not like, or the example of Prince of Egypt it has that one terrible song. But Trolls is just consistently amusing. But I can't keep Trolls after crossing off How to Train Your Dragon.
1: Prince of Egypt, though, amazing movie. You're but crossing it off? I just don't think it's worth one of my top three. It just didn't like grab my attention. If it was on right now, I might watch a little bit and go, eh, I remember seeing this a long time ago and it just doesn't really hold up.
0: There's something about 2D animation that just feels different. It's, it's not really tangible. I can't fully explain it, but something animated by hand or even at least, you know, seemingly animated by hand, yeah. which may have, may have been in a computer just to simulate 2D, but something that, that seems like it's animated by hand has that extra craftsmanship That 3D animation, despite, I'm sure, being very difficult to create as well, just doesn't have.
1: 2D animation just has that special place. And maybe it's because we grew up with that being...
0: Maybe it's because we're old. Could be that. I have my list down to three. The last one being Kung Fu Panda, which we didn't really talk about. I think Kung Fu Panda is extremely funny. It has its heart in the right place. The only complaint, really, I have at all is what I mentioned earlier, where all the side characters are voiced by people who could have really been anybody. Yeah. And it's actually more distracting that Jackie Chan and Angelina Jolie and their three lines come out sounding like <laughs> Jackie Chan and Angelina Jolie. I would rather have just had traditional voice actors in those roles. The actor who plays Poe's dad does great. Dad I the think, goose. What's his name? I believe... I don't know the goose's name. I believe the actor is James Hong.
1: Okay. It's just weird that you would cut How to Train Your Dragon over Kung Fu Panda. I mean, Kung Fu Panda was great. I liked it. I don't think I'm keeping it for me, but it just seems that... From what you were describing, you would keep How to Train Your Dragon instead of Kung Fu Panda.
0: As far as quality, yeah. as far as just being a good movie, I would put them on equal footing. I would say they are both good movies. While How to Train Your Dragon has the heart, Kung Fu Panda has the humor. Yeah,
1: there's not much funny in How to Train Your Dragon, if I remember right.
0: right. When it comes down to it, both being equally good films, I would rather watch Kung Fu Panda. So that's why. So I was just
1: curious because you like the How to Train Your Dragon so much. I but do. You're right. When you're talking about humor, I think of like a few spots, but How to Train Your Dragon was a lot more serious in almost everything.
0: Well, again, I go back to the word heart versus serious. How to Train Your Dragon has a lot of heart, both in the family dynamic and with uh, Hiccup and Toothless. And I'm not criticizing that. It's just between the two, which would I rather watch, even on a semi-regular basis. Sometimes I do want, you know, a movie that has more feeling. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just want something with fat jokes. <laughs> or, um, you want
1: a movie that, that has... Uh, a little more lighthearted humor.
0: Sometimes, sometimes. There are plenty of great serious movies and there are plenty of great comedies and mood changes.
1: That, uh, yeah, I would hope so. You're not a robot.
0: Putting these two side by side, if I was on a desert island or home alone on Thanksgiving, I would choose Kung Fu Panda.
1: Well, there you go.
0: But Tara, that leaves you with a choice to make. Uh, with crossing off Kung Fu Panda, does that leave you with with just three?
1: I'm down to my three.
0: So when you crossed off Kung Fu Panda, that that did just leave you with three.
1: Well, because I crossed off Chicken Run, so yes. What the? F- <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, okay. Damn it. All right. All right. So. All
1: right. Okay, so th- here's the thing. Here's the thing for me. I'm keeping Mega Mind because for me, I just like the entire show. I can't really think of anything too bad about it. I know some people think that hey, it's just a typical DreamWorks one. It's got the little smirk on the tr- on the poster, the trailer, etc. But. I like the movie. I like the characters. I just enjoy Megamind.
0: I think that just about wraps it up then. If we each have our three, Tara, what are your three titles that survived the DreamWorks animation episode?
1: Oh, the three that survived my annihilation are going to be Shrek, Shrek two and Megamind.
0: God, I was I, uh, I was trying to keep a straight face, but I'm so unhappy with those choices.
1: Well, okay. Okay. No, 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 hang
0: on, hang on. I, I, No, 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 no. Hang on. (laughs) Hang on. Um, (laughs) No, I said hang on. Hang on. I can at least understand Shrek and Shrek 2 because there's no denying how hugely successful, popular, and liked they are. There's no getting around that. So despite my personal opinion, fine.
1: The begrudging, fine. Fine. Shrek 2 at least had, you know, the Prince Charming. He was kind of funny. And at least you didn't pick Shrek 3, I guess.
0: (laughs) Ugh, it's fine. Whatever. Not thrilled by... You know, in your defense... Megamind is a solid comedy, so there you go, I'll give you that. And also, I just
1: like the story. It's a great story. It's a nice twist, without saying twist too much, on the superhero genre. It's a fun movie.
0: As for me, now playing this week at Valley West Cinemas are The Prince of Egypt, Kung Fu Panda, and Chicken Run. What do you think? Let us know on Twitter at vWestcinemas. If you'd like to support the show, please visit patreon.com slash valleywestcinemas. Please rate and review wherever you listen to this podcast. That helps us a ton. I'm your host, Aaron. I was joined today by Tara. And thank you for listening.
1: Yeah, no, That was in 2018, really?
0: Uh, that was, yeah, 2018, yeah. Uh, Ford yeah. versus Ferrari, which I my God, I love that movie so much.
1: Now, just if you just go off the title of it, doesn't that sound like a Fast and Furious? I know it's not, but you would think it's like Ballistics X versus Sever or something like that. Ford versus Ferrari, unless you know what it's about, you're like, oh, it's a some stupid car thing, probably a Fast and the Furious knockoff.
0: I mean, it is unusual in that it actually has brands in the name. Like, if mm-hmm. a movie came out called Coke versus Pepsi, people would be like, that, that's such a strange name. So, but Ford versus Ferrari, I never got like any type of weird feedback about that.
1: No, I mean because Ford could be like the car. Ferrari is always a car, but Ford could be. There's Harrison Ford, and okay, it could be maybe
0: <laughs> Harrison Ford like versus Ferrari. <laughs> I'm
1: like maybe it's something with just like the character's uh, name is Ford. I want to see a... Harrison
0: Ford versus Ferrari. <laughs> like
1: <I wanna> <laughs> this well, is recording. We're gonna keep this in post. Yeah,
0: I might put this at the end. That's funny. <laughs>